sports without balls, friends, family, coworkers. Thanksgiving is upon us, and I'm with return special guest host, Sharon Houston, everybody. Hello, everyone, and Aaron Foley, thanks for having me back. <laughs> It's like a real announcer. I like. I feel like you know, like we're either hosting a parade or yes. a football game. It's yes. like it's cool and breezy, and electricity's in the air. Let's see who's going to win this bout. Like I'm excited. Game day. Game. It feels day. like game day. And we have a because uh, it's Thanksgiving. Happy early Thanksgiving. Happy early Thanksgiving. Happy early Thanksgiving. Sports without balls, fans. Um, this will air the day before Thanksgiving because I thought. I usually, you know, post it on Thursday, but eh, there's a lot going on on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get some extra football on Thanksgiving. We have three games on Thanksgiving. So fantastic. It's very exciting. Uh, The game I'm most looking forward to is the uh, Packers. Who are the Packers playing? The Detroit Detroit Lions. Lions. Yes. Detroit Lions have been horribly uh, underwhelming in the last couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not a Detroit Lions fan, nor am I a Packer fan, but I'll probably be uh, cheering for the Packers. I'm going f- I, I'm, I don't want to I don't cheer for either team but I think yeah. the Lions are going to pull this one out yeah well they should they better There's if they no don't then Matthew Stafford needs to be fired I what is up I mean he's like a premier quarterback and he's been throwing 8,592 interceptions I know but you know first of all we could never do his job so let's remember that well <laughs> no he's because he I like him I love him I really like him and so I'm, like, cheering for him. Also, I'm cheering for the city of Detroit. Uh, that, too. That's There's why a lot anytime, of feel-good like, things. Uh, agreed. Anytime the Red Wings or the Tigers yeah. uh, or the Pistons or the Lions are up for something good, I'm like, good, good, let them yeah. win. They don't have anything in Detroit. They need a little relief. They need something. You know what it is? It's probably sometimes I hold a little bit of eh against the Lions because of that Dominique. Suh. Oh, Dominic. yeah. Did I just why call him a lady? They, well, you can. I mean, he does fight like a bitchy girl. He fights like a bitchy. What, how dirty can that guy get? Every week you're like, did you learn your lesson? No, I'm going to step on someone else's face. Wait, but why don't they give him more penalties? Why don't they let him go? Like, they can suspend Richie Incognito, which he should have been. Yeah. But they don't suspend Suh. Like, I don't understand. Like, and, and, and then that guy who was fined for, it was the uh, Saints game this week. Who who did the Saints play? And the guy uh, didn't they play? Uh, they tackled Thursday Drew Brees. Night football. Yes. Oh, they played the Falcons. Yeah, and so uh, one of the Falcons got a fine for a dirty hit against Drew Brees. It wasn't a dirty hit, but like with the neck one. Yes, that was the week before. Oh, I thought that was this week. Yeah, and it was. I I, I looked at that play. I think it was. I think it was. Was it the Forty ers Saints? It was, was Forty ers Yes, yes, yes. I think it was, it was like a Brooks or something like that. And. Uh, that I swear I felt like that could have gone either way. Like like and I can see how they would make that call in real time. Right. Because his neck went around. But then when you slow it down, it wasn't horse collar, he wasn't targeting that area. But I think at that point, because it's so high, and I get it if you're it's 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 like if you're an offensive, you know, person, you know, your quarterback, you're like, Oh yeah, throw the flag. And if you're defense, you're like, I can't even get a break. Like I right. to- I totally get it, but it was suspiciously close to the neck. Agreed, but why? Did, well, how come they find him and they never find Sub oh, or no, some they, of the dirty? No, they find Sub every single time. They, they don't do? suspend him, but oh, they give. They I give they only him, find him once in a while. They give him some hefty fines, and he yeah. did, it just, but it doesn't seem to work. No, it doesn't work. So I just want the Lions to be a little bit more feel good. I guess is what I'm saying, but. Listen, best of luck. And also, the Matt <laughs> Flynn is back, back for the Packers. I love Matt I Flynn. I like him so much. And then he had like this huge fall from grace, goes to the Raiders, just eats it as a Raider. 
you know, some people just like, I feel like they just don't even remotely fit on teams. And well, Matt Finn does not fit as a Raider. Do you think Tom Brady would be Tom Brady if he weren't coached by Bill Belichick? Well, yes and no. I mean, it, there's just like some really good pairings. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's there's things that should, like there's teams where you're just like, yeah, you should you should be playing on the team. And Matt Flynn just feels like he should be a Packer. I don't know. Yeah, why. I wanted him to be a dolphin so bad. Or a dolphin. You know what I mean? I don't know. The Raiders, it's just like, well, Pryor will get back. And I really, I actually, I think Terrell Pryor is a really good fit for the Oakland Raiders. By the way, I was reading some uh, like article and uh, they were doing like, you know, top 25, like, you know, b- basically guesses for NFL draft next year. Uh-huh. And this one writer had Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football. In, like, the 20th pick to the Oakland Raiders. And I was like, what? That that was a little surprising. He was, like, the fourth quarterback quarterback chosen. Hmm. And, and, and A.J. McCarron in his lineup wasn't, wasn't even in the top, like, four. I don't know a lot about college football, but I just thought all of this hype with Johnny Menzel, like, and, you know, him. You think and, he'd definitely be, like, in the top, for, one of the yeah, first ones to go. I, I figure that he'd be, like, the fir- one of the first ones to go. But I also thought I have to check this. Maybe I'll check this while we're talking about something else. But I thought you had to do three years in college before you were. You can a pro. bail any time. No, you can't. You can't. There's at least there's at least two. I thought it was three, but now I think you can go after two years. Well, does Johnny graduate this year? He's no, a, he's a sophomore. You're kidding. But but so he was a freshman when he got the Heisman. Yeah. Or nominated for the Heisman. Yeah. No, he when he, he won got the, the Heisman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now, like they said, if you played a little bit better. For LSU, like he, you know, they only they have they give him like a five percent chance for winning. If the mm. guy uh, from Florida State doesn't have a rape charge, oh my gosh, he can will you win believe the that? I he mean, voluntarily took the DNA test, and it was a match. <laughs> I mean, that kid is he in some big trouble. Totally, like he pulled the OJ sociopath card and was like, "Yeah," t- tells his attorney, "Of course, I'll do a DNA test. I didn't do it." Boom, match. Now what's he going to do? He should have never submitted to that test if he knew. I, I mean, it's so horrible. What's his name? Winston or something like that. I don't. I was reading about it this week, and I was like, you idiot. What an idiot. And idiot. The thing is like, then you just have to admit that, yeah, Winston. Uh, National awards considering Winston in a quandary as season ends. Yeah. I mean, he, the guys had a Heisman season for sure. But, mm-hmm. if, I mean, if you get arraigned, the thing is also it's like, if you know, let's say the argument is consensual versus non-consensual or whatever, you have to at least be like, yes, I slept with her. I don't know. I haven't done enough right, research. Right, right. I, I think he sick. said that it was con- – from he what I remember, said he said it. said it was consensual. Ugh, whatever. What? It's all so it's stupid. So, it, Everybody it, keep your dick in your pants. Stop smoking weed and keep your dick in your pants. You can smoke weed. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I have no issues with that. Well, let's transition over to that. Um uh, Brandon Brower, Browner, Browner, uh, gets maybe suspended, but it looks like a year cornerback for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And they first come out with uh, PED use, performing enhancing drug use. Now it turns out it's weed. Well, he even tweeted, um, it wasn't for PEDs. Yeah. Thank you very much. Here's the thing. I have no issues with people getting high if they're in the NFL. Okay. Have you seen the television program intervention? Yes. <laughs> Has anyone ever once. had an intervention for smoking too much weed? I don't think so. Yeah, no, they have not. Isn't okay. it usually like sniffing like the 
the printer ink yes out of the it's copier. like paint thinner and shit <laughs> like it's weird stuff yeah i you know if, if somebody wants to get high it's fine i mean like ricky williams got high he was a fantastic player yeah you know and he just liked to get high he's from california <laughs> you know like he likes to get high i used to hang out with lots of football players in high school and college you know what we did we smoked pot yeah it's not a big deal if it doesn't you know it doesn't make them a criminal it doesn't make them aggressive it doesn't you know i i don't know i guess i don't feel like it should be uh, th- that's like alcohol abuse like are you going to suspend somebody because they had a beer before a game or after a game like it's the same to me alcohol weed same thing yeah it should be legalized if you want to get high get high well, i don't this care this is kind of a weird story too because it's like now like you know he plays for seattle and now weed is legal in washington state you know what i mean but obviously there's a drug policy right and so my feeling is like you know i always i always put these athletes on pedestals you know what i mean and i'm like they should be clean they should be doing community service they should be like they should be like the greatest people ever because they have the greatest jobs ever and they should be held accountable and they should be super role models well we all know that does not happen with any human being with any human being but i do feel like they have a responsibility to set an example they're making a shit ton of money they're playing football as a job which is a dream sequence. And right. if you know at the end of the day, you can't take Adderall, that it was his first, you know, offense, but, you know, and you can't smoke weed, well, then don't. Because now this dude, this dude was about to get signed for like a multi-year. His, his contract's up this year with Seattle. Another thing that he'll probably never play for the Seattle Seahawks again. You're the starting cornerback in what is being, you know, arguably groomed as a Super Bowl team probably this year. And that's what you do? Right, but don't you think that it's an invasion of privacy? I understand testing for PEDs, but I don't understand drug testing for weed. I think it's an invasion of privacy. I think they should be able to get high if they want to. I don't think um, because you are a marijuana smoker that it makes you a bad role model or – you know, and I put these guys on pedestals too, but we're also all human. And sometimes you want to have a cocktail. You know, it, to me, it's the same thing as like sometimes you want to, you know, get high because it relaxes you or it helps you focus or whatever yeah. medicinal reason you use it for. Yeah, I guess I guess they'd have to change the policy to like, okay, like so if, if it's like weed for a medical di- condition or Adderall because, you know, Adderall, I thought that was like Everybody's a little on bit Adderall, surprising. right? But I guess they'd have to, they have to like, you know, look at the drug policy and be like, all right, if you're, if you're going to like a psychologist or something like that, right? And you're like, I cannot focus this specific, if you take like Adderall, this is the only way I can like focus because of my horrible ADHD. I don't know. We'd have to look that up and say like, could that be legal Mm -hmm. for NFL? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I guess it's like if you have Adderall in the system and you don't maybe go through the proper channels I mean, this stuff probably will have to be looked at at some point in time. But uh, the thing is also the argument is like, all right, let's say like you're a big weed smoker, right? Mm -hmm. Like how does that affect your performance on the field? It doesn't. Well, it must. It Well, I don't know. Ricky Williams said it enhanced his... So that so now you're dealing with an unfair playing field. Yes and That's no. That's the argument. But it's not but it's not changing your strength. It's not changing your speed. I think it makes you more focused. It's like I'm in the zone now because I'm high because I'm one of those people that gets in the zone yeah. when they're high. Yeah. So it's like that's it's it's more about focus, but it doesn't change their it doesn't mean they can lift more weight, it doesn't mean they can run faster. It's not like a PED. It doesn't make them superhuman. Yeah. It just helps them focus and zone in. I don't know if Brandon was smoking weed on the field or if he just did it after. Some people use <laughs> to chill out like i don't know yeah, yeah. but i do think that testing people for marijuana 
is an invasion of privacy, especially in the state of Washington, California, Colorado, and everywhere else where it's legal. But I think it's an invasion of privacy, and I think it should it should be a non-issue in the NFL yeah. and every other professional sports organization. <laughs> and uh, guys, and that is my platform for she president, just, everybody. She just, <laughs> she just let up a huge J at the table. Oh, oh. No, I didn't. Uh, no, she didn't. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I have mixed feelings about this. But I guess, you know, e- e- either you change the policy or you don't do it. You know what I mean? Agreed. Because that, at the well, end of the day, true. it's just total bullshit that this kid is, you know, a cornerback on this team where, like, their their whole thing is, like, this defense, like, and he recruits, Pete Carroll cru- recruits people that are, like, you know, edgy and all this stuff. And I'm like, well then you you might have some problems if you're like that edgy or you're that like sort of non-mainstreams and he wants these it's like what is that thing he's he calls it like lowering the boom or something with the seattle defense you're losing your whole defense to drugs well, he's lost two people already yeah, yeah and now he's about to sign two retirees it's gonna be like the fucking aarp uh <laughs> backfield for the seattle Seahawks. um but you know i will say that just a, my last comment about this is can't the nfl like if you test positive for weed yeah can't you just go hey come in my office just between me and you you tested positive for weed don't do it again we're going to test you in a month like be easy like yeah i don't know i you know they have like no they've no drug policy it's none it's nothing you know what i mean there's the policy is one strike you know four or five games two strikes a year three i don't know if this is the third strike or the second you know what i mean it is it is a substantial you know yeah drug policy yeah but here's the thing it's like yeah i mean you can make that argument he's you know you know, on weed or smoking weed and he's like a cornerback, like whatever. But then you think, well, the other story was like, I just watched this like two hour LT Showtime documentary and the dude's like definitely, I mean, he was playing high. He had, co- he was like on Coke. So then you're well, like, that's different. Cause that's the, stimul- that's what I'm saying. You right. know what I mean? So then you're like, you're whipping around the edge of the field getting, how did he not have a heart attack? I don't know how that guy survived. I loved him. He was my favorite player. I had no idea. I think I would have been heartbroken if I knew that dude was like coked up when he oh, was yeah, playing. Oh, yeah. You would have been devastated. Yeah. Probably everyone was coked up when they're playing. I don't know. Then and he was it like. It was the times. The thing is, he was really honest about it in the special, which is really cool because he was just like, yeah. I mean, he's like, you just knew how to get around it. You just knew the guys that were totally clean and you just borrowed their urine. Mm. And you're like, oh. He's smart. Yeah. Smart guy. Brandon, listen to LT. Maybe no weed, Thurman Browner. I had watched a whole bunch of football on Sunday, and it was one of my least favorite days in football because the Patriots uh, beat the Broncos. That was devastating. That game was crazy. It was crazy. It was like the first half, and I taped the game. I saw most of the first half, and then I had to do a show. And so I was like, oh, we're up 24 nothing. Like, dream. I could basically turn it off. And then I was at the game and I kept like running back to the bar to like get the, you know, get the score. And I was like, what do you, what do you, and then it was like 31, 24 Patriots. I was like, what is happening? And then I saw the highlights for the second half and I couldn't even watch it. I couldn't even watch it to end the game on a, like a fluke punt play. Yeah. After all of that. I know. <clears throat> I couldn't watch it. I, uh, when it got to the uh, fourth quarter, I just started checking the score on the internet and I just kept yeah. refreshing, refreshing, refreshing and praying and praying and praying. And, um, just this whole last week was really bad because I lost every, every team I picked. Yeah. Did not win. Almost every team I picked did not win. And we were talking about that before. It's like this season is just bizarre. Like you can have this team on a roll. They win like 
two or three games are coming out of nowhere. You're like, wow, like, you know, like, uh, like Kansas City. Who could have predicted that? Yeah, and now it just seems like they'll never win again. It's bizarre. Well, like, they're, they're playing Denver again next week. I yeah, believe now they're nine and two, and I think they're about to be nine and three. I just don't see them beating Denver. Hmm. And uh, now Carolina's coming out of nowhere. And also we have all these teams that are five and six in the hunt. Five and six, you should not be in the hunt. You shouldn't even be a wild card. Maybe I mean, a wild card, depending on your division. But, like, it's yeah. it's crazy. But I feel like it's I feel like it's a combination. I, I feel like this is a trend that's going to keep happening. I think yeah. next year it's going to be even worse because it's either teams that don't have the kind of money they can invest in players. Um, I think the aging teams are still doing great. Patriots. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's a combination of that and crazy owners, Jerry Jones. Crazy owners and also injuries. I have never seen teams just decimated. What do I you mean, think that's the about? Giants alone are we're on our third center. Like when does that ever happen? Well, I know, and especially when they're making hits, certain hits illegal. So it's yeah. shocking that there's more injuries. And you know, the season's going to be longer next year. Yeah, I, I think they're going to have to take a look at that because I don't think they should do it. No way should they do it. I mean, here's the thing: the quality of football now, substantially, I would say sixty, seventy percent of these games, they're horrible. Mm-hmm. They're really bad games. Their first stringers aren't in there. People are like hobbling around. I mean, every single team has had at least one star or at least one or two consistently good linemen or corners or whatever, knees, Achilles, concussions. And Achilles takes forever to heal. I mean, I've never seen – I just think everyone's getting so much stronger. It's just a faster game. And people's bodies, like they they can't – work out with their coaches and, and weight training team until something like June. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to change that rule. Like, that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. And people are just dropping like flies. I've never I've never seen this many injuries. And it just, you want to make the season longer? I mean, that's insane. That's insane. And I think and it's Thursday bad for the health of the players. football should not exist. It should not exist. Can you imagine playing a game on Thursday and And, and then having around? one on Sunday? I, I, that's, I, how do you, how, how does your body recover? You're exhausted. You're mentally exhausted. You're physically exhausted. It's just, it's Roger Goodell. I have to say, I don't, I really I'm don't not think a he's a good man, uh, uh, commissioner at all. I don't I really either. don't. I mean, he's just, it's, he wants to season longer. The th- it's just money, money, There's money to him. There's something really, really shady about that guy. I think yeah. he lacks some kind of moral fiber somewhere. I just yes. don't know where because I don't know him personally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I definitely don't think he's a good guy. Yeah. I mean, and even that payout to the people that all the players and families with all those head injuries it was barely enough money like barely well you know my parent did i talk about this last time oh i don't remember if i talked about this last time my parents were friends with one of the men that was part of that lawsuit no we didn't you didn't talk about that oh i didn't no. uh he played for the atlanta falcons he was part of the grits blitz his name was ray easterling and he was a lovely lovely man um uh, but he started losing his mind and he got lost at home depot one day and called his wife and he's like i don't know where i am and it freaked him out. So everybody was going over and having dinner at their house like almost every night because they knew they were like, he's yeah. going to do something awful. And he ended up taking his own life yeah. before the settlement happened. Uh, he killed himself right before Junior Seau did. Wow. Um, but, you know, it's a serious problem. It's going to get we're, I mean, Did you see the is, Tony Dorsett interview? Yeah, I saw that. And there was a uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumble where they now they have at least they had two or three people. Um, the guy from, is it the Bears or, or someone? I can't remember his name. He's fully incapacitated with, he can only 
uh, spell on a keyboard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he a bear? I think Doesn't he go to all the games, too, he to cheer the to, team oh, the, on? The, the, the Ravens. Yes. The Ravens. But now we have a guy that used to play for, I think, uh, God, I, I should r- write down his name, the Eagles. He's like, this is my, this is Christmas future. He is, mm. is losing his, uh, his ability to speak. His three daughters. Like, it's just, it, he's like, he's like, this is the tip of the iceberg. I'm like, it is the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, it, they're just going to get more, f- it's going to be more and more famous people. And then I, I think there should be more, uh, there's, I think there's got to be more lawsuits. There have to be more lawsuits. And, and the thing is, this, this isn't happening because they played in the NFL. This is happening because they started with Pop Warner. Yeah. And then they went to junior high and then yeah. high school and then college ball. And then it's, a, it's cumulative. Yeah. But I mean, also when you get to the NFL, then you're really taking hits. Oh my god! These guys god. are no joke. The way they haze each other and fuck with each other, like it's crazy. Even just like I was noticing it, like every single time now because it's like I'm overly like you know you know aware of this head problem. Right. They just like a touchdown, boom! They they bang helmets. Yeah, like, like in celebration. I mean? In celebration. And I'm like, oh my god! Like, I'm like, don't do that. Let alone like, I'm just like, oh god! It, every time they clank helmets, I'm like, oh. Oh, God. Well, you know what? I I always had this funny idea. It would never work. Um, that uh, because people sustain injuries. I think Miami Dolphin, I was embarrassed, sustained, sustained an injury because he got really excited and did this, like, huge body arch and then, like, went out because like, he pulled, like, a shoulder or something. It was hilarious. That happens multiple times. Right. But here's what we should do. We should offer ourselves, Sharon Houston and Aaron Foley, okay. as uh, we're going to go in and do the celebration. <laughs> so when they make the touchdown, they just drop the ball re run in take the ball and we do the celebration so that way it saves on injuries oh. <laughs> that is the greatest idea ever we're cutting in and out a little oh no hold on one second Uh-oh. i think it's just these wires it's just these wires uh these guys yeah oh. so just uh just be careful a little bit with it okay but uh yeah no i think that's actually the greatest idea ever i mean so many people have been hurt remember i think it was jay feely that kicker he kicked like you know a god knows whatever he was doing like this huge dance and then blew out his knee. No, I a didn't bunch see of, that. A bunch of kickers throughout the years have hurt themselves like badly, like blown ACLs. Yeah, but acting like idiots. Acting like idiots. Let us act like idiots. This is the greatest idea ever. I agree. And we just pick a side. You know, you'll you'll be uh, you you know yeah. let's say if it's a Giants game, you'll always be a Giant. Yes. I'll be whoever they're playing. Thank you. If it's Dolphins, I'll always be a Dolphin. Yes. But then on teams, we don't give a shit. You know, that we're not emotionally and 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 you know invested. In. Yes. We'll just pick it. We'll flip a coin. We'll this do our own great. coin t- toss. They'll do the coin toss for the game. Then they'll do the coin toss <laughs> the for Sharon and Aaron and for the celebrating team. And then you know, and that's it. And we're we're gonna we'll do all the celebrations for the touchdowns. Oh my god, I can come. I mean, just my love of dancing, I think, will really help. I'll have to stretch out because I'll hurt myself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to pull a hammy doing like a sweet, sweet dance move in the end zone. Yeah. See, I'm totally gonna like do high kicks and then the splits. <laughs> I just want to like, you know, do the jump up where they throw the ball through the uh, oh through the uh, the uh, field goal field, field goal post. whatever field goal post field goal whatever field goal it is. thing. But what I won't girls, even, you guys. I won't even rem- like remotely hit it. I'll just hit the base of it. I'll jump up and like just you won't smack even come myself close to the base. <laughs> It's so high. It's so Why don't we get a trampoline? High. We'll have a mini trampoline yes. so that we can I'll jump. And I'll fly through it. Yes. And then there'll be a net yes. on the other side. Have oh, them hold up I the like net that they hold for the ball. I love I'm all telling of this. you, this would be a huge hit. And it would make women hit. a part of the NFL. Uh, I know they're going to have a female referee soon. Yes. Why not have females who go in to celebrate so that to the avoid teams... avoid injury. Thank you. This is really... 
really phenomenal. And uh, we're going to make it happen. You heard it here, folks. Sports Without Balls, Sharon Houston is going to come in and do some celebration. 2014. Dancing. Get ready, everybody. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, my Giants, 4-7. and seven. We ate it to the Cowboys this week. Uh, last second field goal, I was screaming at the television. <laughs> I don't know why. At one point, I, I, I got up uh, in the middle of my living room, and I said out loud, by the way, n- there was no one around me. Oh, no. There's never anybody around when I'm watching. And uh, I had uh, no one around me, and I, and I stood up, and I screamed out loud, I don't know why I think we can win. <laughs> <laughs> I really was like, if... I mean, we would have been tied five and six. We would have been in the thick of things as bad as that is. Right. And we come back and we tie the score 21 all. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, like before the game, I thought we could win during the, you know, the first like 10. And then I thought to myself, why did I, why, why did I think we could win? And then we still had a chance and we blew it. I thought you could win. Oh, God. (laughs) Here's the thing. That giant cowboy game, you know, I know we started 0 and 6, but. We didn't look that bad. We really didn't look that bad. Our first of all, our defense, our defense is solid. We, mm-hmm. There's really nothing wrong with our defense, right? But it's just our our offense, and then special teams are just a shit show. But four and seven, listen, we could go nine and seven. Everyone else could lose, and we could, would potentially get in. That's how bad the NFC is. Let's talk about the the awesome. Not the awesome, the very interesting article on Bleacher Report about the gay NFL player. Mm. There was a, all reports, like every single week, that uh, a gay there was multiple, if not one, multiple gay players were going to come out in the yeah, NFL. And it seemed, you know what it reminded me of? How like everybody said a famous actor was going to come out, and we all thought it was going to be John Travolta. Yes. And then it was like some kid from Full House. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just like, oh, it's going to be somebody huge, but maybe not. But let's see. Yeah. And then the whole Jason Collins coming out. I'm like, all right, this is this bodes well. And uh, the NFL was, I love, some of these lines are so funny to me. Like, the NFL was like, we're getting prepared. Uh, <laughs> we're speaking to the teams. And you're like, what, what do you think is going to happen? Like, this is crazy. Some of the quotes in that article was un-effing believable. You, you think it was like, um, I don't know, like uh, like having some sort of like Loch Ness Monster on the team. No, or totally. Like, like someone was going to come out as an alien of some kind. Yeah, I mean, or like, I want to play with an AK-40. Like, people right. are going to get killed. Right. Uh, you're like, w- what is <laughs> happening? It's like some dude that likes a dude. Who the F cares? But, of course, obviously, the culture of the NFL is so beyond manly, and they just, it's so homophobic. But I still think at the end of the day, when you when you get like, when you ask like nine out of ten players or whatever, I think it's a very high percentage. Mm-hmm. People go, "I don't give a shit." Like if the guy's doing well, on, you know, we we care about winning. We feel feel you know good about like camaraderie. They just want to win. They want to get their paycheck. And they want to win and get out of dodge. Yeah. Like, who cares? And not only that, I think just because I know so many gay men, um, you know, I think they worry about locker room stuff where they're always walking around naked in the locker room and showering together. I can tell you right now. The gay guy who's on the football team, 99.9% of the time, he's not going to be attracted to one of those teammates. He's going to think that they're kind of a jerk. Yeah. And he's going to be attracted to something else that's the opposite of him. Yes, exactly. So I don't think that should be a concern. Yeah, <laughs> unless the entire football team is like young twinks. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Yeah, and it's so, like, it's it's also that mentality of, like, oh, you're gay, stop looking at me, you want to fuck me. Like, no. Just no. Just because I'm, get, like... Just because I'm gay doesn't mean I want to, you know, manhandle you. Come on. Yeah. It's just like, it's so, it's so offensive. It's unbelievable. But then, you know, in in this article, it says like one NFL 
you know, higher up official in the NFL said, we're three to five years away from that happening. I'm now, like, how do you make that estimation? I mean, <laughs> three to five years for some random dude to be like, hey, I'm gay. And everyone will be like, yeah, who cares? And then it goes on. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is the language and the homophobia, like three to five years is going to get better. Like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. it's it's changing. It's going to take forever. It's already changed. Yeah. Just let these people be who they want to be in public. Yeah. And they can choose to come out or not come out. They don't have to come out if they don't want to. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I've never been one of those people that's like, oh, that person needs to come out. Live your life how you want to live your life. If you feel more comfortable being closeted, be closeted. If you want to be out, be out. Yeah. Do what you need to do. You do you, boo, as they say. <laughs> you do you. But I, I just, you know, this whole three to five years and th- all this posturing and making yeah. such a big deal out of someone coming out. Yeah. This one guy, um, I think he played for the Minnesota Vikings. He's Samoan. And he came out after he left the NFL, probably like eight years ago. And he made a really funny comment, or it might have been the guy who, might have been Jason Collins, who uh, just came out. He said, the guys that are straight in the NFL, he said, they wear more cologne and put on jewelry and put on their fancy outfits and go, don't I look fly? He goes, they are more queenie than me or any of my gay friends. (laughs) Because they're so busy, you know, doing all this, you know, look who's, you know, whatever, hotter in the locker room. I mean... The article was like, they're all the all this is like goodwill. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And the guy, they set this whole thing up. Whoever this, let's whoever just this say gay... one. Let's just say one guy. <laughs> right. Whoever this random gay NFL player, they they uh, you know he was like, I'll come out. And he was just about to sign a contract with team number X. And they were like, Yeah, no problem. We don't have a problem with you being gay. Like, here's you know, I mean, not only that, we want you to play. We want for you to us. play for us. Boom, the contract at the end of the day does not go through. He does not get signed. He does because they they feared all this press and all this negativity. So they did not sign him. The guy currently now is not playing in the NFL. Hmm. And the whole thing got squashed. I wanted to I I wish it had happened this year. That I mean, it would have been great because you just want to get this shit over with and then get past everything. Exactly. The the sooner you talk about it, the sooner we can get past it. And the sooner people can just get oh, who cares? I don't care. No one cares. Have you ever cared? No, I, I've never cared. Here's what I, here's what I resent when people go, "Oh, the the two words, the gay agenda. You guys have a gay agenda." The agenda is for no one to care, and I don't want to. I don't want to hear about any of this. Yeah, I don't want to be marching for rights. I want to be sleeping and eating pancakes. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? We don't want to be doing any of this. We don't. Nobody I wants to be, be doing looked it. over. I don't even. I don't want to hear the word gay. I just want to hear Aaron. Yeah. Like I'm just so sick of it all. It, that, the gay agenda. We just want to be regular. Normal people, it, it just is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We don't feel any different, but yet you, everyone goes out of their way. Let's say you're like the gay dude in the locker room, right? You can hear all, I mean, God knows you what hear the language. All their jo- you yeah. know what I mean? But you know what? Have you been in a room full of gay men? Yeah, well, no, they, they yeah. make the same goddamn yeah, jokes. Uh, yeah, it's, so, it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But I'm saying, like, also, these guys have to put, you know, all the language about, like, throwing women under the bus. Oh, yeah, or that's like, gross. Oh, or they can, like, you know, be married and have kids and be banging everyone that comes through the locker room. Like, that's fine. That's fine, but I can't be gay. And you could be sleeping with, like, X amount of women. Do you know who made that point? Who? RG3. Really? He sure did. He said, listen, I'm a Christian, because he had to say that. Yeah. 
uh, I had to make a caveat. Uh, I'm a Christian, but I don't care what other people do. He goes, I have my beliefs, but if somebody else, he goes, and, you know, if these guys are going to judge other people for being gay, well, they cheat on their wives. Yeah. That's also a sin. Yeah. So let's, uh, we're all sinners, so let's just get over it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a wonderful comment. I love him. And let me just say something about RG3. He's, you know, I, I, now there's this whole debate. Do you play him or do you sit him? You play him. I think you play him for this reason alone. He's not having a good year. A lot, it's their years. It's their season's already of the, fucked. Of the, the sophomore slump, right? I mean, Andrew Luck is going to be a premier quarterback. He's not having the best year. Nope. He, he sometimes he plays brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Some pl- sometimes he fumbles and it's just a learning curve. And they throw these guys into the fire. They're all like 21, 22. They have like a lot of them have amazing first year because they've ne- no one's seen these guys before, or they've got like wonderful pedigree coming out of these Auburns and Stanfords and whatever, um, Alabama, wh- what have you. But by the second year, people have also figured you out. You've got all this pressure from the first year, and you see this time and time again. Mm-hmm. And he had like a complete like reconstructive knee surgery. So I mean, the fault is I think he came back way too early and tried to be Superman. But he's also under all this pressure, and it's like, it's got to be a learning curve. Go out there and play the rest of the season and try to build and do something good every single game. You know, it's not all on him. You know, I think also, I think Shanahan's done. Well, Shanahan just said that he really, who he really wanted to have was Tannehill. Really? And I'm like, you know what? Go go to Miami and fucking take him. (laughs) Go take him. Yeah, you could tell that that is is not a Shanahan type of quarterback and I hate to like I'm not going to say the black white thing but Shanahan is used to these like you know pocket passers he's used to like you know the Mannings and the Elways and the and these like prototype pocket you know you know that type of quarterback and here mm-hmm. comes RG3 and he's just infectious and run around and speed and this different he's type of quarterback. So smart. He's a very thoughtful quarterback. I love RG3. I do too. I do too. I mean, he's supposed to be like one of our arch enemies because I'm a Giants fan. I, I think I ch- totally cheer for him. Yeah. And I just think that like, you know, it, it was a combination of injury and him trying to get back and, you know, and it's also this learning curve, you know, I mean, Kaepernick, the guy was, could do no wrong and he's had an S season. Yeah. He's had a shaky so, season. I mean, it's sophomore slow. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think they should just, God, take some of the pressure off Do you off this think kid. Tannehill's having a sophomore slump? I just, I don't, I just feel like he doesn't have, there's something just, I don't know. I think he, sometimes he plays brilliantly. Really? Yeah, I do. I think I those think moments are so he's got an unlimited so amount few. of potential. But I also think the Dolphins, you we're know, f- seems oh, like. Oh, we're done. Well, it's, it just seems like the like coaching years. the front office. Obviously, you were talking about this last time. That just seems like a shit show. Yeah, it's a shit show. Shanahan and Grit, like, they're not on the same page. No. That seems like an absolute shit show. Yeah. I mean, so I just think it's also part of, like, the organization. Sometimes, you know, it's like those those teams where, like, if you take a baseball player and they're and they're – just they're just they've got so much potential. It's just not the right fit. They get traded. They're and in then the rock game. stars, right? Yeah. So I think there's there's so much there's so much factoring that ha- you know has to be involved. Like yeah, and that was my point about Tom Brady. If he yeah. would Tom Brady be Tom Brady if he weren't a Patriot? I don't know. I don't it, know. Ha- it's just like Matt Flynn. I thought Matt Flynn was going to get the starting uh, position in Seattle, and he didn't. 
Yeah. And yeah. then he had to go play for the Raiders, and then he ate shit there. And yeah. I was shocked because I think the guy's a genius. Well, I think it was odd that his own coach for the Packers didn't take him to the Dolphins, right? No, he didn't want to go to the Dolphins. Philbin tried to get him to the Dolphins. When I went to bed on Saturday night, I was like, oh, I'm going to wake up in the morning. I stayed up till midnight watching reports going, I know we're going to sign Matt Flynn. Yeah. And it didn't happen at midnight. I was like, okay, sleepy times. I'm yeah. going to wake up Sunday morning. It's going to be like Christmas. I got up. I made my coffee. I stretched. I heard birds flying around. <laughs> they were singing to me. I sat down at my laptop and I saw that Matt Flynn passed and I screamed audibly like a, like a wow. crazy person. But I wonder, I mean, maybe because no that. one liked the front office. That's why Peyton didn't get, that's why so many people were like, we get a bad vibe from this place. Yeah. And now we know why. Now I know Cause it's like rotting from the inside. Ugh. All right. Enough about, All I can't right. even talk about All them right. anymore. Let's transition out of football and let's do a We have a couple, uh, fun, uh, why not about fun, Aaron, you really came up with some super creative talking points this episode. I have to Just say. I just like, well, first of all, this actually, this story was sent to me um, by one of our Twitter fans, uh, and that, and this, this came out last week, but I'm such a basketball fan and really a huge champion of women's basketball because that was my favorite sport uh, um, growing up. So, you know, and for me, it's all about college basketball. Like I'm obsessed with college basketball. I'll always follow the NBA, you know, I'll catch, you know, some games here and there. I'll watch some of my Knicks were horrible. And then I'll pick a couple teams in the playoffs, and I watch a lot of – I watch too much NBA playoffs. It's really just I watch the NBA playoffs to see if any team can beat the Heat because I hate them so much. But I do like Dwayne Wade, and I like his uh, – he just did a photo bomb of LeBron, uh, and he did cartwheels in the back, and it was adorable. Oh, that's cute. Uh, he's a good one. Uh, so anyway, this story is really interesting. Uh, University of Colorado – and it's a horrible story. Well, it's first of all, it took place in Colorado. Let's start there. Yeah, that is that Ugh. state. That state's tough. Something else, man. That state is tough. Uh, basically, the only way uh, students could get free tickets to see Colorado, Kansas. Now, the reason why this game would be so big is because Kansas has got arguably the number one prospect came, came out of Canada. His name is Andrew Wiggins, and he's. Uh, lightning, lighting up the court. There's three or four players now in the college basketball. Uh, Parker for Duke, Wiggins for Kansas, and there's another one. Uh, oh, he plays for Arizona. I can't remember his name right now, but these guys are, like, phenomenal, right? Mm. So the big thing is Wiggins is, like, the next, you know, heir apparent. He, they, he's like a Durant-style player, oh, right? Oh, wow. So he goes to Kansas. He signs with Kansas. So – to get a ticket to Colorado men's basketball team playing Kansas, the students were basically forced to go to a women's basketball game. They had to literally go to – it was a non-conference women's basketball showdown between number 16 Colorado and Iowa. And the Colorado women's team is a great team. They're, I mean, they're, yeah. in, they're in the top 25 of America. and. Women's college basketball is, is no amazing. joke. Yeah, these teams are so good. The level, the quality of basketball is amazing. So you're number sixteen in the country. You are a really good. First of all, any D one team is going to be, in my opinion, just good. Right, fun to watch. But you're number sixteen, and so literally, you had to go in tonight's. Said tonight's game is not the only chance students have of obtaining a ticket to the Kansas game. But then it would be like this online thing. It was, but you a, were it was a lottery. Right. You were guaranteed if you attended the women's basketball game last week that you would get a wristband to see the Kansas. It, it, it's, it's horrifying. And they were saying, this reporter was saying that uh, 
you know, it's obviously belittling for the women's team. You got all these people there that, that don't even want to, yeah, they don't want to be there. They're totally disrespectful. They're on their phones. They're making shitty comments about like women's game, and they're just there, like, and they had to stay the whole game, like obligatory, right? They had to stay all, all, all and both, for the fans ugh. of like a, the women's team. It's just, it's so beyond disrespectful. It's I think awful. it's, di- and, and I think it would affect the morale of the women's team as well. I would be insulted. I would be like, get these people the fuck out of our stadium. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's like, oh, there's other ways of like courting women's basketball fans than making men's basketball people. fans to like have to go to that game. It's really just awful. It's an awful story. <laughs> it's awful. And it's just, uh, yeah. Did they did they uh, do any kind of a follow up saying they would never do it again, or uh, they just they just made that little apology of well we have another way they can do it, but it's a lottery. Yeah, you and- know what I mean. And then I think like, uh, you know, I think their the backlash was just like they were like, well, we're just trying to support a women's team too. I'm like, no, no, you weren't. No, no you weren't. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of different ways to get someone involved in women's basketball, but uh, offer half price tickets, offer you know, or just promote the team more. Yeah. I don't think you have to handcuff people and drag them in by like. <laughs> their hair right watch and love women's bat it, it's not for everyone some people like you know this high flying mess of n- n- absolutely no defense then go see a men's game but th- right there's a beautiful thing about the women's game and it's completely you know patronizing to have people go in that, that are not fans so i tell you what you know who i'm going to follow all year long is i'm going to cheer for the lady colorado Whatever they Whatever are, they are the boulders, boulders. Oh, <laughs> the colorado weed smokers the colorado, the colorado cowboys <laughs> Colorado uh, Mountain Backs. I don't even know. Like, like Riverside. Standing. Carol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carol. Carol. Carol's she's been asleep. into. Uh, <laughs> Carol lately has now tried a new elixir of Adderall and weed based on the cornerbacks of the NFL. Right, and she's passed out. She's focused on passing out. <laughs> bop, bop, boom. Hey. I think it's like um, I can't remember actually what their mascot is. It's totally fine. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a buffalo. Yeah, it's uh, a that's buffalo. right, a buffalo. a buffalo. I knew it started with a B. They're the buffaloes. Uh, I'm going to follow the women's team, and I'm not going to cheer for the men's team. That's what I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah, no, fuck the men's team. team. Matter of fact, if the men's team makes it, like, gets into the Sweet 16, I'm going to root against them. The Colorado men's team stinks. Okay, good. Tell then you that fuck much. them. No, they're probably okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the thing. Okay, two more basketball stories. Kobe Bryant, huge news story. The dude... Is not yet back on the court for a horrible, horrible Achilles uh, tendon injury. He should be playing in the next couple of weeks. They have no idea how he's going to come back. He's probably he's like what thirty five, thirty six. They give him two years, forty eight point five million dollar deal to ensure that he will be the highest paid player uh, until he retires. Wow, that's why they did that, not because they wanted him to remain a Laker. Two twofold. He gets to be a Laker. Now, here's the thing. Um, is that part of the pissing contest that goes on in the yes. NBA with salaries? Okay. Yes. Did not know that. It is part of the pissing contest, and we're dealing with Kobe Bryant's ego. Here's the po- here's the positive side. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Laker fan. I'm not a Kobe fan. Um, however, uh, you know, watching Kobe play ball is like a Oh, it's magician. like magic. It's, it's just, like magic. It's a beautiful I've thing. seen it, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is it's He's beautiful. beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. He's one of, like, if he wasn't such an asshole, he'd probably be one of my favorite players. And right. I, I, feel, I do feel lucky that I have gotten to see him play as a fan, Same a here. sports fan. Right. But could he be more unlikable? I don't no. think so. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Uh, I'm not sure, actually, who I don't like more, Kobe or, or uh, LeBron. I think it's a toss-up. Uh, here's another thing. 
what I do respect about Kobe is the dude's a baller, and he has played hurt probably more than anyone. So I think him coming back from this injury is, and and being in full force at some point soon is is more than likely, mm-hmm. more than likely. You're the face of the Lakers. The Lakers are going through like insane transition. Yeah, no, nobody. The he's Howard the only Dubai, face of the Lakers really now. The only one. Yeah, people have ever cared about. Mm-hmm. So I think you do you do pay the man. However, Tim Duncan had the same issue with San Antonio, and mm-hmm. he took a pay cut so he, they could get better players on the team. Because Tim Duncan isn't a piece of shit. Yes. He took something like $9 million He's a normal Kobe human being. Wow. So now they have, they're screwed on the salary Now cap. I'm mad. Sorry. Go ahead. And now the next couple of years, who, who are they going to get to help Nobody. that team? Nobody. Because nobody's going to want to deal with Kobe. Yeah. Well, I think. People will deal with Kobe like Nash to win. Mm-hmm. They bring in Nash. They, the, the problem is there's no t- there, there's no there's too much transition. They bring in Dan Antonio. No one likes Dan Antonio. They bring in Dwight Howard, who I think is more ten times more miserable than uh, Kobe and LeBron. He's a piece of shit. So then they get rid of him. Nash is in his twilight. I mean, I just think like it doesn't make you know forcing these pieces doesn't make a team. Agreed. And then, you know, you've super ego Bryant. So I just, it doesn't bode well, I think, for the Lakers. No, I I think it's bad news. It's bad for trying to build the future of the franchise. Now, uh, I want to have a little quiz with you. Okay. Quick. And this isn't even a quiz. It's just a guessing game. Okay. Okay. So you mentioned Dwight Howard. He is the sixth highest paid uh, member of the NBA for the 2013-2014 season. Um, uh, Guess how much he's getting paid a year? I don't even know. Just guess. Make 16, it up. 17. Oh no. $20,513,178. He's getting 20 million. 20 million to play for the Rockets. Barf. Isn't that crazy? I think Lakers are probably still paying some of that salary. You know, nobody in the top 10 um who's nobody the, in the top the t- 10 is the a clipper. 10? Okay, top 10. Number 1 is Kobe, number 2 Dirk Nowitzki, Nowitzki from the Mavericks. Uh number 3 Amari Stoudemire, your boy. Stoudemire, yeah. Stout is that how you say it? Stoudemire? I said Studemeyer because it looks like Studebaker. It looks like Studemeyer, but it's Studemeyer. Okay. Uh, Joe Johnson from the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. Then Carmelo Anthony, your wow. boy. Two of them on the Knicks, and we can't even win. All you right, can't win. You can't. It's, it's, I think the orange is distracting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dwight Howard from the Houston Rockets. Pa, pa-, pa- Ga- Gasol uh, at the Lakers. Gasol, yeah. Gasol. Oh, that's the Russian guy, right? Yeah. yeah. No, Spanish. Oh, he's Spanish. Yeah. Who's his, the Russian guy? His brother also plays uh, for... Who does uh, Gasol's brother play for? Like Timberwolves or uh, Denver Nuggets or something like that. Oh. And then Chris Bosh for the Heat, LeBron for the Heat, Dwayne for the Heat. Those and they the all 10. took and they all took restructuring pay, pay cuts so they all could play for the same team. But uh, uh, Kobe. Uh, not Kobe. They're not going to. Kobe's like, listen, I speak Italian and English. You're paying me extra for being bilingual. <laughs> I have a crazy fucking wife. So you're going to pay me for that. It's one of those things where you're like, hey, because he goes, well, this morning on the news, he goes, well, it was really easy. I'll tell you about the contract. They they put it on the table and I signed it. He's like, you're I didn't go me. after that money. He's like, they came to me with 48.5 and I signed it. So, I mean, he's so he didn't to even have to faith. negotiate for that money. He's, he's trying to save face because all the Laker fans are like, hey, you just totally effed us because now we have no uh, money to get younger and to buy uh, other players. Uh, update. He, uh, Mark Gasol plays for the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies. What did I say? Minnesota. No, you thought it was the Timberwolves, an but close enough. It's close like a, enough, it's, an it's, a, it's an animal. It's an animal. I knew it was like a green and kind of bluish jersey. 
Uh, and Memphis uh, did extremely well in the playoffs, and I think they're going to be they're going to be back at it this year. Uh, sad news, uh, worse, it's sadder than Kobe getting tw- uh, forty eight point five million. Derrick Rose, one of my favorite players, blows out his other knee. And he will be gone for the season. This guy took a year off to rehab his what knee. What is it with knees? What can I'm you so do to make the knee this. stronger? I feel like there's nothing you can do. I mean, yeah, it's the most you know these guys injury. have quads of steel. I know. It's so heartbreaking to me. I'm not even like, I like Chicago Bulls just because I like Chicago. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just cheer for the team. You're like, that's a cool city. Uh, and I and I love uh, uh, Shaquille Noah um, just because he played for Florida. And uh, I started watching a lot of Florida because my parents are obsessed. Um, oh, I can't. But Derek Rose, like, feel good player. You feel like he's like the nuts and bolts of that Bulls team. You think, oh, maybe they have an outside shot of being the heat. It always comes down to it. It all comes down to who's going to beat the heat. And, like, rehabs his knee. He gets all, takes all this shit for not coming back last year so he could take care of himself, what RG3 should have done. Blows out his other knee. Oh, my God. I mean, he's going to make a comeback. He's going to come back. But still. Ugh. Can you, I mean, that's worse than me doing stand-up in Peoria, Illinois, and getting hit with an onion ring. <laughs> did that ever happen? Oh, it did. I had a shoe thrown at me once in Hoboken. No! Sure. Oh, my God. Tell, please tell me what happened. Well, it was a dock cider, so I was like, really? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's he just amazing. made it hit the stage, and I was like, really? Is, is that the kind of shoe you're going to let everybody know that you're wearing? Am I that terrible that you have to throw your dock cider up here? Wow. Hi, 1986 called. He wants your fucking shoe back. <laughs> I mean, it was just terrible. It was terrible. Maybe it was Wayne, somewhere in New Jersey, oh not far from New York. Yeah. I was going to say, was it in the Middle East and didn't involve George Bush? <laughs> no. I would have thrown every shoe I had at that man. Uh, wow, that is crazy. Was mm-hmm. it like at the end of your set or the beginning? No, it was or? like in the middle. No way. I mean, listen, I wasn't that funny. It was a very new comic. I think I'd been doing stand-up for about eight, nine months. Oh, wow. That yeah. is new. So I was like terrified, but at least I was able to make a funny about it. Yeah. But oh I was like, God. really? Did this just happen? Did you throw it back? I, I did throw it back, and then he got booted because he and his girlfriend were really wasted, and they were causing a lot of problems. I don't care if you've been – this is your first night on stage. You don't throw a, <laughs> a shoe. shoe. You, don't show, you don't throw footwear on the stage. <laughs> you just don't. I get irate when I'm performing, and I see someone's shoe, uh, like, leaning against the stage. Like, they're lounging, and they put their feet up on the stage. Now, how did an onion ring get to you? Well, <laughs> I'd have been doing comedy maybe, like – five or six years and I was doing a lot of colleges because oh. you just say yes to everything. Right. You know, I and still do. And it's unfortunate. It's awful. And, uh, you know, it was like a lunchroom. It's like one of those things where they can't get enough people to a comedy show. So they put you where people are, but that does not make a show. <laughs> so they put me in the lunchroom and it's like comedy at lunch, you know, like one of the whatever. nooners. I've yeah. done a nooner. Yeah. Nooners are the worst. They're the worst. I did three nooners in my life. One, I got hit by an onion ring. Uh, one, I was behind like a pole in the middle, like right next to the French fries. And I was like, it's just a paycheck is a paycheck. And I just basically talked to the pole for 40 minutes. <laughs> and then one, and then, then I was like, okay, no more. But the reason why I said yes to the third one is because I was going with my friend Cynthia and it was in Staten Island and I was in New York city. So I'm like, it doesn't matter because it was like a grand or something. Yeah, You can sleep in your own bed at and, night and I can just go over, eat it and then go right back. So the whole thing would take like two hours. So I determined it was worth humiliating myself. <laughs> and, and that was in like a conference room. It was hilarious. Yeah. So that happened. Uh, but yes, I mean, coming back, it's a comeback. I think every single time you do stand up, it, it feels like a comeback. It's true. <laughs> 
But at least we, you know, our, our injuries are emotional and mental rather yes. than physical. True. And you can overcome that much more quickly or at least fake it. You could, you can You fake can't it. fake it when your knee's fucked. You can't no. play. I'm so heartbroken about this Derek Rose. Mm. I really am. I mean, he's such a good one. He's so, like, magically fun to watch. He's, like, the heart and soul of that Bulls team. And, uh... I'm okay. broken up about it. Let me ask you this. As much as I hate Le- LeBron as you do, I don't hate him. I, I'm, t- I'm trying to come to terms him. with understanding I just, him. I just don't like him. But, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I bought into that whole the decision, and I thought he was going to be a Cavalier. And when he said, I'm going to the Heat, I was like, are you serious? You just wasted an hour and a half of my time I had, to tell I, me you were going to the Heat? I mean, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I didn't have a problem. Everyone thinks I don't like LeBron because he bailed on Cleveland. That's that was not my problem. It was the way he did it. Was it was the way he did it. it. Was, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's young. He's he made he, so much money I doing like, it." Though. I don't. It was a gross, narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Didn't even tell the Cavalier organization. It was. I will never. I will. I'm not even. A, I wasn't even a Cavs fan. To me, I will me never. For, I will never get over that. To me, that's like going on national television and you're a famous person and you say on the news. Um, I'm leaving my wife. I am. Yes, you're yeah. right. You heard that I was having an affair with this other actress. I'm yeah. leaving my wife for this. Yeah. To me, it's that personal. It's it that is, gross. It's that. You uh, break every single like person's heart in yeah. the state of Ohio, and that's your home. You that is like you there. grew up there. It's unforgivable. Yeah. It's unforgivable. But I do want to see him play live because I want to see that magic. I mean, I want to see like like the way that you know you watch Kobe. Yeah. Like I went, you know, when I went to go uh, watch a Laker game, I was there to support the Mavs. Yeah. And then I saw Kobe play and I was like, oh my God. See, see, the re- another reason why I'm not the hugest LeBron fan also is, uh, is his, and it, he, he can't help this. Obviously he's, I'm not taking anything away from him. Obviously he's one of the greatest players of all time. Right. Um, it's, I, I don't like his body type. It's like watching a football player on the basketball I court. love it. I love it. And I don't like all that, like power and like bulldozing and a lot but of it's amazing how he can move so quickly being that i yeah. mean kobe's big no but i like i like more of a Dwayne wade or derrick rose right. or a, a durant i like these sort of like um we were like like the pure shooter they're like and jaguars the they're like- and that like yeah i like that type of basketball player you know mm-hmm. i i just think t- and that's just my you know that's just my thing you know um i just like that type of style uh, he, it just feels like he's like a linebacker on the on the basketball court. It's just not my favorite thing to watch. Yeah. Plus, he just needs a little bit more goodwill. We wish Derek Rose a huge, speedy, speedy, speedy comeback. Get better, Derek. Um, a couple, two more things. Um, women's basketball, uh, which I love dearly. We have to give a real sweet, sweet shout out uh, to Tara Vanderveer. She's uh, been a longtime coach of, uh, of Stanford women's basketball team. She's also coached the Olympics. She's, she, she coached the Olympics forever before Gino Ariama. And I think Pat Summon, of course, uh, probably has coached at some point in time. But she's been just an icon in women's basketball. And she is about today or tomorrow, uh, they have a tournament, uh, about to get her 900th win. 900 wins fifth in women's college basketball behind and i have to give these other ladies a shout out because i love them all pat summit texas coach uh jody conrad uh north carolina sylvia uh, uh sylvia hatchell who's uh recovering from cancer mm. Rutgers uh, vivian stringer she's been always she's like this super like animated like screaming uh lady for Rutgers that i've always loved um and vanderveer i mean it's just such an amazing accomplishment 
I can't even imagine playing 900 games of anything. Yeah, and I mean, and God, I mean, I don't even have any she's played, but to get 900 wins, oh my God. And I think Pat's close to 1,100. I mean, she's retired now, but, and I mean, that's just tremendous. Okay, so 900 wins. I just looked up, because uh, I was like, let me just look up UConn's uh, record last year, because I only, you know, just for the total number of games. And uh, regular season before biggest championship, they're 27-3. So that's about 30 games. And then you have five or six games in the – so we're talking, I was right, about 35, 40 games. Wow. I think 40 games probably total with uh, the NCAA tournament. And 900, it's quick math, that's what, 20-some-odd years. That's uh, 25 years would be 1,000. So you have to hang in there to reach that milestone. I mean, Unbelievable. Oof, that's amazing. And that's that's if you win every game, you know, right. you, which you're not going to win. You know right. what I mean? So anyway, shout out to uh, congratulations, Tara Vanderveer. Amazing, amazing women's basketball coach. And go see women's basketball. And uh, not because you have to get a ticket to go see. Yeah, not because somebody's Andrew forcing Reagan's. you to. Uh, last um, a story. Which I thought was really interesting. And we're going to do more and more Olympic. We're probably... Because uh, we're gearing up for we're it. We're gearing up. It's about to happen. It's so exciting. I think probably next week or the week after, we're going to have at least one or two like Olympic highlights. We're going to highlight um, some uh, some different sports and some different athletes. Do you sleep during up. the Olympics? No, I don't. Me either. I live, eat, and breathe. Mm-hmm. I prefer the summer just because I know the sports better. But I get I get super excited. You know, I'll get into, you know, whatever. Ski shooting. It doesn't matter what it is. Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit. But the hockey, the figure skating. Let me tell you this really quick. Winter Olympics, Foley family, huge, huge Olympic family, right? We just were obsessed with the Olympics. Mm -hmm. My dad, when we start watching figure skating, my dad gets so nervous (laughs) for the women's, for the women's figure skating that throughout the years when we've been watching Olympic figure skating together, when it comes down to like... They have to nail, you know, They have to do this routine to like win the gold or silver, or whatever. He's walked out because he can't watch it because he gets too nervous. That's hysterical. <laughs> like really, like he really like loses. He, he's, he's like, I can't. He's like, can't what if she it. doesn't make the triple sal count? Yeah, like he's like, I can't. He's like, I'll be. And he goes into the kitchen and makes a sandwich, and I yell out, "She did it! She did!" It. He's like, "Okay, okay, good, okay, good." Like Michelle, Qua- like all those. I, I remember this is going back to like. Um, who was that? Uh, uh, Nancy Wonder- Kerrigan? No, no, no. You, you <laughs> love Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, the one he loved the most was the the one that um, uh, Katarina Vitt. He loved her so much that this summer on the title, the Nine for Nine series mm-hmm. on ESPN, there was one completely just about Katarina Vitt. And I called him. I was like, Dad, Katarina Vitt, um, you know, is going to be on. I might have already said this is Sports Without Ball. Sorry if I did. And he goes, um, I said, you have to watch it. And he goes, oh, my God, I tell you what. He goes, I tell you what. Uh, not her first Olympics, but her second Olympics, or maybe I've got the right first or second, second Olympics. Uh-huh. He goes, that second one, that long form one where she won the gold to this day is the best routine I've ever seen on figure skate. <laughs> <laughs> Dad Foley. I wish he were in the booth during the I know, games. I know. He's such a good one. Uh, this is, well, that's why everyone's like, why you're obsessed with sports. I'm like, cause my dad recalls Katarina Vitt's long, f- long program <laughs> from 1986. Not the short, but the long. Ridiculous. Uh, all right. So our last story, uh, getting ready for the Olympics. Uh, here's the headline, Russia to pay bonuses in Sochi. Russia will pay hefty bonuses to athletes who win medals at the winter Olympics on home soil and Sochi. Um, 
They'll pay 4 million rubles, which is $122,000. That's it? To gold medalists. Oh. They give them another $122,000 if you win a gold. 76 grand to silver and 46,000 to bronze. Is that legal? Un Believable. I, oh, I guess it is. I guess oh, they, they pay them sort of like after, right? So obviously it's a gross incentive. Right, but if they know it, then that's... But they're not paying them to perform. But now like the, now that professional athletes can be in the Olympics, it's like, really, what are the rules? Yeah, but just because you're a professional athlete and you... Uh, well, well, it used yeah, to, be know, it's supposed to be amateurs, amateurs right. But now, you know, we send... Uh, Kobe but and only LeBron our, over to get right. the gold. Right, but that's only for our basketball team and our hockey team. We send pro hockey we players. We send pro hockey players over. But again, it's not like the United it's not like they're getting a and paycheck to play for to play at the Olympics. And that's it's not what like I Russians mean. paying although they have all these programs like the US national, you know, Olympic team where they are paying for housing for their and all training that stuff. and all that stuff. But they don't pay them they don't say, Okay, well if you guys bring back the gold, we're gonna pay you this much money. No. Will they make money in endorsements? Of course. Will yes. they make money in other things? Yeah. Yes. But the government are you know the government Barack is not, Obama doesn't go, uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if you win, yeah, exactly. blah blah blah. In fact most of these athletes ninety percent of still the athletes are amateur and they come back without they don't have a penny in their pocket. And if they don't win you know, there are no endorsements. I don't know if they don't have a penny in their pocket. Well, a lot of them, that, that Ronda Rousey, who's now an MFA, MFA fighter, she did judo. And she came in, I don't know, like third or second or third. It doesn't matter. She's still like a champion judo player. Mm-hmm. Yet it, she lived in her car. Oh, that's right. You know I read I mean? about all her, these stories that are, they're not making, all these people aren't making. No, they're not making money. But I think, let's just look at, you know, speaking just simply to winter Olympic yeah. Games. It is not cheap to train to be a figure skater. Or guess what? Guess who would be a figure skater and not sitting with you right now? <laughs> Sharon Houston. No, you have to have money. You have to have you money. You have to have money from the get-go. Even when you're a gymnast, these, these parents skiing, go, oh, I'm going to ship you to yeah. Houston, Texas. Yeah. You yeah. can yeah. study totally. with Bella. What's his face? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not Girly. cheap. Yeah. yeah, it's not cheap. No, it's not cheap. So most of these athletes, they... They do come from, they have to come from some sort of money. Yeah. That's true. And or then, their parents but are But then like, you have a lot of those wonderful rags to riches stories. So it's like, listen, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want that to happen, but I understand how it does happen because uh, people want to win. People want to win. God, I want to be an Olympic athlete. I just want to get more expose. I want to be a fly on the wall. And our favorite, always our favorite stories are how much sex is happening in the, in the Oh, they're Olympic fucking, Village. oh, okay. Can I tell you? You should, you should maybe um, have him on as like a, a remote guest. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, he worked the Atlanta Summer Olympics. Yeah. He's worked a few Olympic games doing, he, he's an event planner. So he stages these huge parties. And usually oh, wow. he's the one in charge of the big party at the end. Wow. That they televise. Like one of the set designers, one of the, uh, Event promoters, set designers, um, and he's like everybody's fucking. Oh, the amount of all condoms, doing it. The amount of condoms, the pure amount of just condoms shipped into the Olympic Village is astronomical. Oh, listen, this is how I feel about Summer Olympics. I just want to sit by the pool, and as soon as each diver dives off the board, I want to have sex with them. <laughs> So we go into another room and we have sex and then the next one comes up to do a dive. Like, are you, I would be sleeping with everyone. Of course. Everyone's gorgeous. I, I've wanted to shag the entire women's soccer team forever. I mean, who doesn't want to bang an Olympic athlete? I, I don't know. I've never met anyone who does not. Oh, my God. Field high? I don't care. 
These women are hot and they're in shape. I want to bang them all. Oh you yeah, the men's diving team. I'll take the women's. Oh my god, team. the dudes are unbelievable. Just let me just uh, let me just wash my lingerie on your abs. That's it. <laughs> just something like that. I can just do that if you want. You know. <laughs> well, we've got two new th- trends we have to start. We have to start the uh, tapping in for uh, uh, men's football celebration, yes. end zone celebration. We have to work on that, and we have to work out someone somehow getting into. Uh, the Olympic Village. And to have sex with people. To have sex with they people. They might not want to have sex with us. <laughs> We're just, we'll just have to take lots of spin we classes that week. Oh, yeah. We're going to be in super shape starting now for the Winter Olympics. And somehow we're going to find our way over to Sochi. Very gay friendly. <laughs> Very gay friendly. And uh, do a little uh, Winter Olympic bang fest. Yeah. Y- y- I like all of this. I'm excited. I like all of this. And I hate cold weather, but I would go there for that. I'll, I'll put on a nice parka and start uh, making out with the hockey players. Done. Done and done. So I feel like they'd break me in two. But, See, I um, like that kind of stuff. But anyway. Sharon, thank you so much for being a, a world's best guest. You came in with facts, figures. You had research. It's a dream. It's exciting. It's I enjoy being here. Thanks for having me. And you will be back. Uh, Sports Without Balls fans, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving and have the best week of your lives.